What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pints Podcast. I'm Gobi, and joining me will be Dr. Nagel, the Leetness, Omega Construct, and Zero Burn 75. So sit back and enjoy the ride. First up, speaking of rides, uh, motorcycles. Huge shout out to Armored Goose for getting his motorcycle license today. And a happy Father's Day to all you gaming dads out there. Yay! Um, Congrats, Armored Goose. I whacked my yeah. face while I was doing the single hand clap. <laughs> uh, I slapped my knee. <clears throat> the only thing really to talk about in the motorcycle world today is uh, KTM passes Harley Davidson in global unit sales. They're the first non Asian manufacturer to do it by volume. And that's about it. <laughs> huh. There you go. Harley's hey. still making more money. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the KTM came out with their Street Series a while back. I mean, obviously, they've been doing the dirt bike thing forever and a day, and there's some of the great dirt bikes out there. I mean, they're not the greatest, but they definitely hold their own. And their street bikes are pretty sick, too. Um, not the greatest bikes, but they're a solid V-twin setup, and they make a lot of noise, and they're a shit ton of fun to ride, so they can't be all bad. Mm-hmm. Harley's I'm dying out. It won't be around much longer, I don't think. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too much work. I've, I've got a couple family members who ride Harleys, and they've given them up. They take so much work. They have yet to really adapt to the changing market. Uh, it's Right now, their market share is just going to keep getting smaller as their ridership declines. We got uh, Omega and I have a mutual friend in Boston who uh, rides a Harley and loves it. Won't shut uh, up sometimes. As a proud I mean, motorcycle owner bikes. and rider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, I know I should I should love Harley, but. Omega's not wrong. Like, you don't buy an Harley unless you want to work on it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. you, you, you want such to... a huge gearhead. <laughs> uh, I own a Buell. And uh, <clears throat> so everybody knows about Buell. It was Harley Davidson's one shot at a sport bike. Um, as of December 31st of this year, you can no longer buy Buell parts through a Harley Davidson dealer. As far as they are concerned, they no longer exist. Um, yeah, so any any love I had for them, I definitely do not, because they basically abandoned an entire section of bikers, um, for, I mean, I haven't bought a part from them for a while, but I had one bolt that I needed to buy from them, and like, oh, we can't even get it, and as of the end of the year, we won't even be able to see it anymore. Cool, awesome, time to buy a new bike. Guess what it will not be? Harley Davidson. Boy. <laughs> I feel like Harleys are like I- indicative of a culture that seems to be dying out, and you know that that whole like motorcycle gang ideal—not necessarily like the in terms of the criminal organizations, but you know like the the groups of guys going out on rides together, you know all of them having their badass Harleys and leather jackets, and it's sports bikes are just getting so much more popular nowadays. And uh, like I said, just the work that it takes to maintain a Harley. You spend as much time tinkering with it as you do riding it. Uh, Indians are also American-made, 
and they seem to be way more reliable um, than Harley's. I mean, I hardly ever see an Indian broken down where I see Harley's all the time. Uh, also, Harley's are like the only bike that you buy full well knowing from the minute you get it that it, you're going to have to put a bunch of money and aftermarket parts into it because they don't sell Harleys the way that Harley riders want them to run. Yeah. So, yeah, the the, the whole stereotype of the loud Harley, like, that's not how they're sold. You have to do that aftermarket. Yeah, that's true. Our, our uh, friend in Boston did exactly that. Yeah, that shit's not cheap. I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. You sit on a full dresser Harley and you're cruising. When they run, they run good and they're comfortable. But uh, until they get more reliable, I just can't see it. And, you know, like they brought out the live wire, which <clears throat> was a great idea. They absolutely fucked the pooch on it. Uh, they're trying to sell a bike for, what is it, like $30,000 or something. And you can buy this better bike for $13,000 from a different manufacturer. I mean, to me, I mean, we're talking, when I say better electric bike, I'm going seriously on specs alone because I've never gotten to ride one yet. And if I did, I would probably buy the $13,000 one because it looks like it's right up my alley. Uh, I'm, but I'm an old school gas guy myself. Yeah, my, my dad swears by his bike. He's got a uh, BMW 1200GS Adventure. <laughs> yeah, BMWs uh, are nice. He loves that thing. He swears by that, but he still wants a Harley. He sent me a picture of some Harley that he really liked, this big supercharged thing. <laughs> like <laughs> He's like, here's, a, here's what I want for Father's Day. <laughs> What's really crazy about the news that started this whole conversation is I've never even heard of KTM. Yeah, see, most people haven't outside it. I mean, they're huge in the dirt bike world because for years, like, they made really good dirt bikes. Um, and I think it was like 2008 they came into the street market. Um, they released two bikes, the KTM Super Duke 990 and the uh, RC8 which uh, they basically had an 1190 V-twin motor, which, just as happened would have it, is almost identical to the same motor that was in the Buell 1125R in the same year. Uh, oh, but the okay, KTM, so the KTM was a better, yes, Huskies. Yeah, I know Husqvarna. I didn't know that they were owned by KTM. Yeah, uh... God, I want to say, when did that that happen? A long time ago, like in the late '80s or something. KTM bought them out, and then they let them sell for a few more years under the Husqvarna name. And I don't know. I think in like the late '90s, Husqvarna went away, and you could only it was only KTM at that point. I'm not quite sure on those dates. I'm sure some KTM junkie will awesome. correct me. Quick Wikipedia: uh, KTM bought Husky in. No, no, no. So Husky was sold to some Italian company in '87, purchased by BMW in 2007. Oh. And then uh, KTM 
took over in 2013. How long were they sold under the Husqvarna name then? Because it's been years uh, since I've seen a Husqvarna dirt bike. Yeah, it says... Um, uh, I don't know, it doesn't say exactly. Hmm, interesting. Did you guys know that Keanu Reeves was born in the Lebanon? <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Keanu no. Reeves loves bikes? That I did he know. He does love bikes, yeah. No, it's a picture yeah. of him on a motorcycle that got me onto this page. This is great. Yeah. Our <laughs> podcast is basically us looking at shit on Wikipedia. About <laughs> Interesting fact, he bought all of the stuntmen on the Matrix movies, Harley Davidson's. Aha! Uh, he's such a nice young man. So he single-handedly was responsible for keeping that company going for another couple <laughs> of years. What a lovely man. <laughs> really fun, is fun, a national fun, treasure. Fun story about Keanu Reeves. Um, he was actually initially the one that they tapped to play Batman instead of Christian Bale. That would have been a mistake. Yeah. That was uh, a huge mistake. She's almost too happy to be Batman. <laughs> but, okay, but, okay, no, I think about I think... this. Wait, no, okay, so if Keanu Reeves is going out for Batman against Christian Bale, you have, you know, Christian Bale, just the obvious acting style. Yeah, I prefer him as the Batman, but also the name, Christian Bale as Batman. It just looks good on a title card. Keanu Reeves also looks pretty good, pretty okay. But if Keanu had gone with the original name that he had picked when he moved to Hollywood, Batman would have been played by Chuck Spadina. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yep. Chuck. Oh, I'm so glad you did not do that. Yeah, I'm I know, glad you it's, went with Keanu. It's easy to look back and, or, or to like imagine that it would have been a bad decision, but Keanu Reeves is an amazing actor. And yeah. I, I think if he took that role, he would have made it his own. I mean, for Christ's sake, he stars in a movie series about being so angry about his dog's murder that he goes and kills a bunch of people. I think he's capable of doing a darker role. I'm not sure if that's a great example, because I'm sure that any of us would go on a killing rampage if one of our animals was hurt. And uh, we all have uh, supplies of automatic weapons buried under our, our garage floors. <laughs> it's also Christian the car. Of course. I mean, Wait. hell, I live in the South, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> so, um, uh, yeah, all right. Speaking Christian of the South, uh, uh, it's like that's a... You know, uh, I hear <laughs> that Christian Bale loves elephants. <laughs> cool segue. And segue. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, it's your yeah. party. My party. So anyway, I came across a, a really interesting um, documentary called uh, Dodo Heroes on Animal Planet. We were just randomly watching some stuff, and I'd come across this this uh, trust before, but um, there's a, a company called Sheldrick Wildlife Trust that um, funds a Kenyan project to help rehabilitate and save baby elephants that have been um, orphaned because of poaching. So not only are they combating poaching through actually funding um, game ranges and whatnot to actually 
stop poaching in Kenya, but they also take baby elephants and then rehabilitate them so that they have uh, an upbringing and then become adult elephants and released back into the wild in Kenya. Outstanding and, members of Elephant Society. Right. And it's, it's, it's an amazing uh, document. I mean, if you get to see it, Dodo Heroes on Animal Planet, um, it's the Sel Sheldrick Wildlife Trust. It's incredible. And the, the, the story itself is an, an so beautiful. And, and you just see these animals and the way that they interact with the people that are helping them. And it's just magic. Uh, I, I felt so moved by it. I just wanted to share it because ever since I've seen it, I just can't stop thinking about these little elephants. I'm definitely going to try to check it out sometime this week. And if you have money, yeah. give it to them. <laughs> also, uh, uh, gonna... I'll make sure I put a link in the description of the video for you guys. So right. if you're listening, you can check it out yourselves. Yeah, it's definitely a worthy cause. And uh, if you watch the video, you'll see it's, it's really beautiful what these guys do. what they and, and obviously the animals are incredible and so smart. Just it's 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 so weird to see an ed, such a massive animal being so fragile. You see them getting transported back into the wild, and they have this uh, six-hour journey in the back of a truck. And these um, men that are helping them grow up, as from baby elephants to big elephants, are standing in the back of the truck with them. So they they kind of separated because obviously it's a big, huge animal, and they're still wild animals, so it is dangerous. But they're separated, but they've got they're standing there calming them and touching them and making sure that they're okay. And it's one per elephant. And you see the elephant put their trunk through the the grate and touch the, the, the men on the head and they're they're basically like trying to get calmed because they've never been in this sort of environment. It's really, really, really beautiful thing. If you want to get your daily fill of elephant goodness. Subscribe yeah. on Reddit to the subreddit Baby Elephant Gifts. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know our Omega, then. Mm. Um, yeah, they're they're definitely incredible animals, and that that wildlife trust they they um, they're all about saving, preserving wildlife, and um, as from someone that's actually been in Kenya and seen this close up close and personal, it's really really is an amazing place and uh what these guys are doing is phenomenal so everybody should uh go check out dodo heroes dodo heroes it's a great documentary if you want to take a look and see what they're doing over there it's amazing so yeah now that we've uh we've talked about something good and wholesome we can yeah. move on to <laughs> uh the nintendo e3 Oh, the down and dirty. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so just looking over their their page here at E3 Recap, it seems like they got more than a couple of good games coming out. Sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario well, see, Maker I would, 2. I, I want to talk about Breath of the Wild 2. This is the first Zelda game that's explicitly a sequel to an earlier Zelda game, isn't it? Maybe in name, yes. In name, yes. But I believe, I believe that um, Link's Awakening was a sequel, was it not? 
I'm not sure. Let's look that up. Yep. The Frosty Pants Podcast. <laughs> I was uh, I was playing um, Duke Nukem <laughs> when that yeah. came out. So uh, anyway, how's our Googlers doing over there? What are Googlings? Wait, 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 wait. So Link's Awakening started as a port of A Link to the Past, but it grew into its own original project with, a, with an original story and script. Okay. And actually, speaking of Link's Awakening, something else exciting I saw on Nintendo's E3 page is they are re-releasing that for Switch. Oh, very nice. And, you know, for any of you old-school Game Boy players from way back in the day, Link's Awakening was oh, pretty damned awesome. One of the best. So, uh, honestly, I'm seriously considering getting a Nintendo Switch. And, you know, I've been out of the console game for a long time. And if anything's going to bring me back into it, it's going to be Nintendo doubling down on Zelda games. Um, so far, Breath of the Wild is the only one that I haven't played because I don't have a Switch. But wow. now with Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild 2, and the uh, Link's Awakening remake, I might just have to get my hands on a Switch. We can uh, get Link's Awakening uh, this year, September 20th, 2019. So not that far away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm honestly really excited for that. Because I mean, that's going to bring back so much childhood nostalgia. And they don't have any announcements of a new Switch, so you've definitely got a good few... A yeah, year or two, you, at least. On... You got a solid couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How Speaking long of been childhood. Out, year and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Contra Anniversary Collection. That should bring back some memories. Oh, man. Contra. I remember that game. <laughs> that game was my childhood. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. stuff. Uh, I swear I... Thought I saw they're coming out with a new Contra 2. Yes, Contra Re- Rogue Ops. Or Rogue Corps, sorry. That comes out on September 24th, 2019. Uh, Contra wait, Anniversary wait, 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 Edition hang on, hang on. is actually hang, out. Hang on a second. You called it Rogue Corps? Corps, yep. Yeah, Corps. That's what it listed. Now, on, E3, on E3, it's listed e? as Corps. C-O-R-P-S. Uh, yeah, it's, core. yeah, it's the Marine Corps, not the Marine Corps. Yeah, oh. so there we go. <laughs> There's no E. <laughs> My bad. Though, though, <laughs> though, though, with it being Contra, Corpse is not out of the question. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It will be corpses. Well, I mean, from the picture, he's, he's definitely blowing something up, so there's definitely some kind of corpse. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. I remember the, the whole platformer and you get those guns that just spray all over the place. It was really good good times. It was really hard though. <laughs> Game Genie. <laughs> Game Genie was the best. <laughs> Ugh. Made my life so much easier. Made my, <laughs> made, my, made, my made my sister's life a living hell though. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't I mean yeah, 
definitely I mean, looks like pretty... Nintendo put out some stuff, but yeah, that's all I really saw that. Yeah. Well, the, what stood out to me was the releasing of uh, The Witcher on um, Switch. Oh, on Switch, yeah. Witcher 3, that should be cool. I mean, I've already got it on PC, but I'd consider getting it on there just because it's The Witcher. And it was really good. I'm curious uh, how they'll work the controls for that, but I was also curious about how they would do it for Warframe, and they nailed Warframe. So it, I got some high expectations. I well, think they, they're going to pull it off. They also released Skyrim um, on Switch. I mean... They did? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, Skyrim came out. I mean, Skyrim came out on everything. I mean, I'm surprised it's not on the Nokia 3310. They're also throwing it, uh, bringing out Resident Evil 5 and 6 for the Switch later this year for zombie fans. That's interesting. Okay. Still yeah. no death. Still no destiny on Switch. Not interested. Uh, <laughs> actually, there's one more. Uh, really Nintendo, get your Nintendo shit together. <laughs> Which more really exciting Nintendo game is uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020? Yeah. That looks really good. Featuring a uh, mix of new and classic sporting events, including surfing, to do... skateboarding, karate, rock climbing, fencing, football, or soccer, and many more. November 2019, come this year, complete with online multiplayer. Fuck up your friends. You can play as Mario, Sonic, Yoshi, Amy Rose, Luigi, Dr. Eggman, and many more of your favorite characters. Is that Amy Rose from <laughs> Evanescence? No, it's, uh, it's a hybrid of two no, companions from Doctor Who. That's Amy Lee. Oh, okay, um, okay. And she is hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're getting distracted over here. The, the, the Evanescence singer. <laughs> oh! In a, in a beat em up. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Her, her skill. <laughs> her skill could be. Uh, her special skill could be revival. And yeah. <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm not proud I of how much I was. Zero said, I see what you did there. Look for the joke. Okay. Ah, oh, cheers, mate. Cheers. Uh, I like to explain when I'm not, not really catching things. Oh, for God's sakes, Gobi, save us from the nothing we've become. Okay, uh, cross-play, history and future. Dun, dun, dun. Your guys' thoughts on cross-play, where do you think it's going? Um, I, I like that... So there are two games, I gotta pull up this topic. Uh, there are two games that are on the Epic Store, um, and one of them is an Epic Store exclusive. Uh, one of them is Fortnite, and the other one is... Uh, Dauntless. Um, and I was just looking at the list. The list of games that are completely cross-play right now is very short. Uh, you got Fortnite for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mobile, and Dauntless for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and then Rocket League, which is available on Steam for Xbox One, Switch, PC, and PS4. Those are the only games that claim like 
a good portion of cross-platform. The major ones right now, obviously, are PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So I like that uh, if the Epic Store is using this as an opportunity to like push cross-play on products that come out on their platform, I think that's a great way for them to sort of ingratiate themselves into the gaming community again after all the shit that they got thrown at them for uh, Ubisoft exclusive access games. Um, so, and plus that it's just a, a good marketing move. Um, so if, if that's their angle, if that's something that they're interested in, they're pushing that in their games, I'm all for it. And I think that would be great. More games with cross-platform, real cross-platform, the better, in my opinion. I think it's just a fact though, that there are going to be certain types of games that one platform or another will have a distinct advantage over. Yeah, and... this is a... This is the old just, sword and board versus controller argument, mm-hmm. and and it goes beyond that as well. But yeah, well, I think for for a full crossplay to work, they got to figure out a way to deal with that, like and make it so that sword and board players can play with controller players, and not exactly level the playing board board, but make it fun for all. You know, uh, if that means matchmaking more controllers with like. PC guys with controllers and, you know, mouse and keyboard guys with mouse and keyboard guys as much as possible. Um, that's one way of doing it. I mean, but they got to do something with that. Otherwise, it's it could be short-lived. I mean, I clearly want it because it's great. I mean, it'd be awesome to sit down and play, you know, a game with Zero on his Xbox while I'm sitting in my rig. Um and I can currently do that with, like, a lot of Xbox games, but, like, I couldn't sit and play with Silas on his uh, PS4 or anything like that. And that'd be kind of cool to play a game with, you know, everybody. Uh, this Dauntless that came out, I've been looking at it. I'm not really a hack and slash kind of guy, so I don't know if I'd like it, but it does seem kind of cool. And the fact that it does have full cross-play at forum support is kind of uh, ticking its favor. What about you guys? Have any of you guys checked it out? I will say I haven't played it, but I've watched um, My Name is Bife from YouTube. Him and his friends played it. Um, And it looks fun, but it's very repetitive. It's like the same thing over and over again. It's like going through a strike battle in Destiny. Um, But the the big thing that I see with crossplay is, and again, this is coming from somebody who solely plays a first person shooter. Um, PC players of Destiny don't have flinch. They don't have bloom on the hand cannons. They don't have, um, you know, they don't have lag time when it comes to their, uh you know, when it comes to the inputs and stuff like that, like console players tend to have. And I'm glad that Bungie has decided to do cross-save because that does make things a little bit easier because sometimes I do like to play on the PlayStation controller. It's just a easier to handle. Sure. Um, but, you know, it, when it comes to cro- actual cross-play, you'll see it in games like Fortnite and stuff like that, Battle Royale games. I think it's going to be a while 
um, before you see Microsoft um, Microsoft and PS4 and Nintendo going complete cross-play. Because one, when it came to the cross-save aspect of Destiny 2 that is launching in September, the decision was not made by PlayStation until the like the 11th hour. Yeah, Sony holding to out. Yeah, Sony Sony will hold out because they think they have a superior platform, which in some cases they do. But wasn't it just down for like all day earlier this week? Uh yep. Yep. And <laughs> I've had this discussion, I've had this discussion with a couple of people. I you know, back in 2000, I I'll always bring up the 2011 security breach that shut down the yeah. PlayStation Network for what was it like a month? Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I think like, that. like a month at least. And I actually, a buddy of mine made a T-shirt that said, "My PlayStation Network was down for X number of days, and all I got was a stupid free-to-play game." Yeah, I <laughs> read an article about because that because literally that. That's what PlayStation did. I mean, PlayStation literally took their network down and said, okay, well, you know, it's been down for a month, but, you know, one, we're not going to prorate any of your time, and two, um, you're not going to get anything for all of that time, and if your information got stolen, eh, we'll, help, we'll make sure that we help you get it back, but once you get all your information secured again, we're not going to dick. In the meantime, enjoy Tetris Extreme 3D. Right. <laughs> Here, enjoy DC Universe Online. Wait. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, going back to what you were when you were talking about Destiny 2, there was something I read recently. Um, like, uh, I, I don't play it, so I don't know the names of it. But there was like a event that they started, or like a new game mode, or you know, kind of hard whatever mission or yeah, whatever and uh they have leaderboards for it and like only one group on the top like 100 on the leaderboard or something ridiculous like that wasn't pc yeah so that and is like a perfect example of the fact that in terms of gameplay pc is superior in some types of games and it's going to make it hard to do crossplay when You've got one group of players, even in a cooperative game like Destiny, or you know, we talk about Warframe a lot. It's the same way. It just won't be fun for players on a console if they aren't able to get kills, if they aren't able to feel like they're contributing when they're playing with people on PC who are just able to react faster, able to aim better, able just to do little things differently that make a world of difference over the course of an hour of gameplay. Yeah, and it's uh, funny you should bring up Warframe. Everyone should play Warframe <clears throat> if you want to come play Warframe <laughs> with us. Uh, Warframe. The, it would be wonderful. I would absolutely love it if we could get the PS4 dojo, the Xbox dojo, the Switch dojo, and the PC dojo all under one roof. It would be phenomenal if we could get all the gunslingers there because we easily have a clan of about like 200 people overnight. Uh, but 
uh, as Omega says, yeah, there are there are hindrances to people with a controller versus people with sword and board. And to make up for that, in some console games, you have things like auto target or aim assist, where it just you know your controller sort of snaps to a target if you get kind of close to it and you're aiming. Um, features like that, I think, are a great way to sort of mitigate some of the things Omega brought up. But at the same time, um, I'm talking about a PVE co-op game where we're killing NPCs, not each other. If you start doing that in PvP, people are going to bitch about it. Regardless of whether or not it's actually a huge deal, it might be a huge deal. I don't know. I don't do a lot of PvP. But that's the only problem I can think of there. Yeah, there's no PvP way... Co-op, though. Great. There's no way a community would ever stand for some players having aim assist and other players not. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh... Yeah, and and to to Omega's point, with the with the world first, the raid event that they just did, they just dropped the new raid back on June fourth, and you're right, there was one or the the team that finished it first only beat a PS4 group by two and a half minutes. And the person who did it on PS4 is an is uh, Dado uh, Dado knows Destiny on YouTube, and they lost by two and a half minutes. He the second place. He has gotten silver so many times, and he's gotten screwed because what people do is they they don't start the raid when he does. They wait until he gets through the first or second encounter. They use the loadouts that he is going to use, and then they go through and clear the raid with his loadouts. So it's it's almost like he starts the second that it comes out, so it puts him at a disadvantage. One, because he's playing on a console. Two, everybody's watching him. Well, Which is part of that, you just turn off the stream. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, exactly. And, I mean, that's one thing. You've got to know when to just turn it off. Um, now, I'm, I'm the oddball here. I play on PC, but I only play with the controller. So, And I play some PvP. I played a few cro- uh, cross-play games. Uh, Gears of War 4. Um, I get kicked out of lobbies just because I have a little PC icon next to my name even though I'm playing with the controller. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Uh, so, stuff that Dr. Niggle touched on, like, you know, the aim assist and stuff like that, most games that have full controller support on PC already have aim assist, even in the PvP. Uh, it's just toned down, and the circle that you have to be in is much smaller. Um, so it's already there. They've already used it to mitigate those problems. Um I'm not saying I'm great with the controller. I mean, I can hold my own, but, you know, a pro with a mouse and keyboard is going to fucking destroy me. Um, even a pro with a controller is probably going to destroy me. But I play games to just have fun, and I play mainly PvE. And I think games like Destiny 2 could easily be cross-play uh, for everything but the PvP or have mouse and keyboard-only lobbies and then... Uh, you know, have a toggle, like uh, Gears of War 4, it's been probably one of the longest shooters that I know of that was cross-play between PC and Xbox, and uh, on Xbox, if you play the game, you can go into the settings, 
and there's a toggle that you can toggle off so you never matched against PC players. You're only matched against Xbox, other Xbox players. Um, if you I feel, feel... No, I feel discriminated against and excluded. <laughs> uh, no, but it's As turned on by default. <laughs> Uh, so you have to, if you really don't want crossplay, you have to physically go in and turn it off. It's oh, on by default. Oh, so the problem <laughs> is that the option even exists. <laughs> exactly. I would rather give them the option and have crossplay than not give them the option and not have crossplay. It's a lesser of two evils. I refuse to be a second-class citizen in the first world of gaming, <laughs> and I demand that we uh, do a Twitter protest or some shit. I... Yes, Twitter protest. Uh, and, oh, well, and, uh, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare will support full cross-play, so that'll, I'm pretty sure that'll be the first first-person shooter with cross-play, so... Ah, uh, that'll be the real test. Yeah, I guess, well, AAA, I guess. Is Rocket Sport considered a shooter? <laughs> oh, with the digs, man, with the digs. Wait, so you mean that they're giving, you mean they're they're finally making that bro game completely 100% crossplay? Great! Yes. All the bro. That means all the bros can be in one place at one time. Uh, uh. You, you know, I used to love Call of Duty back in the Black Ops days, so that you can tell how long ago that was—the original Black Ops. Um, and then Modern Warfare Three came out, and I really enjoyed it. Um, until all these like thirteen-year-old kids took over, and then it was just no longer fun. I need to listen to kids screaming things that they shouldn't be saying at me for stupid-ass reasons. This was the first yeah. Call of Duty I ever played. Call of Duty Black uh, Ops 4. I was a Battlefield <laughs> guy. Uh, yeah, I actually I got into Battlefield, and I, as far as first-person shooter goes, I'm way more of a Battlefield guy than I am a yeah, Call of Duty. Battle Battlefield 3 was the last one I really was into, though. and then... Um, and then I stopped. I'm still waiting for Bad Company 3. <laughs> You're going to be waiting a while, friend. Uh, I'm just waiting well, for the Master Chief collection. I know, I'm so... Dude, Omega, we're so outclassed here, like... Fleetness doesn't even know what Halo is. Not no, I don't. I, I I haven't played a first-person shooter seriously in a really long time. And once the Master Chief Collection comes out, that's probably going to be the only thing that could get me back into it. Because um, I mean, I, I think we've talked about it before. I play for the stories, not for the multiplayer. And like multiplayer is fun, but I don't like getting super competitive with it because I just don't have the time to dedicate to getting good enough to not getting my ass handed to me by people who do nothing but play the game all the time. Yeah, and same here. That's just not fun. And like I agree that the point is just to have fun. The point isn't to be one of the best in the world, but you know, when you're getting you know pistol snipe. Yeah, you're getting pistol sniped from halfway across the map, you know, three steps after you, you know, jump out of cover. It's just not even fun. Yeah, but it's worth it for that one. Strike. 
It's worth it for that one time you get to teabag something. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, yeah. for me, my my the deepest I really got was Halo Two, and that was on uh, Xbox Three Sixty, and it was it was the first time that like that was really when Xbox Live first really became a big thing. That was um, yeah, that pretty was much the first major first-person shooter to be multiplayer, and it was before competitive gaming turned into what it is today. And you know, for me, I still look fondly back on memories of big team battles where they were objective-based battles. It wasn't just KD ratio. It was King of the Hill. It was Capture the Flag. Those were amazingly fun because it yeah. took tactics and you know teamwork rather than just who is the best at killing other people yeah that is the highlight of first person uh, of like multiplayer first person shooting for me is those objective based games there's nothing more fun than like stealing the flag hopping into the side seat of a warthog as you know that, that spins up right in front of the their base and you know, screaming your way back across the map to your base while screaming into the open voice mic, the Indiana Jones theme song. <laughs> uh, but wait, it, it's, it's not a warthog, it's a puma. Okay, let's get this right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the last Halo game to be released on PC. Man. Oh yeah, that was, that was good times when you actually had to work together. Do you guys know that in um, 1991, Keanu Reeves was the bass guitarist for the grunge band Dogstar? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm learning all sorts of things about Keanu Reeves. Useless Keanu facts. There's a dreamy picture of him on Google Images. <laughs> Has Keanu ever met the Spice Girls? Probably. Oh, I brought them in. <laughs> the, world, the, the world would end. Just shit. instantaneously. Too much yeah, greatness in one I, space. I can't believe that I passed this up. A second ago, uh, yeah, Leetness was saying it, you know, it's worth all the, the grief that you get in the you know the, the uh, multiplayer uh, first-person shooter games if you get to teabag someone. Have you found a use for all those teabags yet? I was actually going to say, has anyone ever been teabagged by mail? Because I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... so Recently I, been teabagged by mail. Can, can I just say uh, that first of all, that's funny as shit. Two, <laughs> Thank um, you. Two, when it, the grade group that I used to run with back year year one uh, of Destiny Two, the uh, the group that I used to run with um, had an ongoing bit. I'm gonna call it. Um, where every time that I died, all of them would congregate and then just teabag all at once. And it got to a point where it was the running joke, where every single raid, it, would, it? it would end it, it would end with, they would make sure that I was purposefully in a spot that I would die right as the final boss died. And then the only thing you would see at the end after the boss died was just five other heads bouncing up and down because they were teabagging. These the are the, these are the kinds of friends who stay with you for your yeah. whole life. Who really um, means. 
so j- mm-hmm. just a side note, none of them play Destiny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only we had, you know, an asshole friend that you should do something like that in the division. Anybody know that guy? No, we have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Fire extinguishers just randomly exploding. I never, I, wait, no, I was going to say I never teabagged anyone. That's not true. <laughs> uh, well, you, but that's not the only game that I came up with. There was also the jumping jacks game where you had to find the highest point of, that you could climb to on the map and do jumping jacks. And whoever did the highest point. You also got scolded if you didn't do them in the elevator. Yes, you did. Well, you're, you're supposed, that's just goddamn etiquette. Come on. What <laughs> if you're going to play the game, play it right. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a pool man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a little bit left. There's one last thing I want to touch on. Uh, so, Insurgency Sandstorm Ooh, game, uh, not many people play. On, on, yeah. On the doll but, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's uh coming to Xbox and uh, PS4 later this year, and uh, it's getting new mod tools and oh yes, hardcore mode for every mode. If the game wasn't already hard enough, I mean this is one of those games that it's like hardcore in Call of Duty, but harder, and that's the normal mode. And then they added a hardcore rule set in case that wasn't difficult enough for you. Um, it's getting some new weapons, a couple new maps, and snow, because apparently there's not enough snow in the game. And everybody loves really snow, right? Uh, yes. Um, and the game's actually a lot of fun. The co-op is is great fun. Um, it's brutal, as fuck as the guys heard earlier, right before this podcast, I was playing some Checkpoint and got my ass handed to me by some bots. Um... I meant to do that, I swear. <laughs> He's just joking, only not really. Not really. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, it, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have any problem with this game. I mean, you'd probably have like a 10 KD in a matter of seconds because you're so elite, right? Pretty much. Tower roll. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, this this might take a while. Uh, so as usual, we do a roundtable at the end. And uh, this time, what is your favorite game of all time? Oh. oh. <laughs> all time? All like, time. Can we, can we at least like separate it down into genres or something? Because I don't Nope. I mean, I played the one shit game. out of SimCity. <laughs> that oh, that one game. Boy, he doesn't want to make this easy, does he? Jesus. No. I mean, I want to say Warframe because, I mean, I love Warframe, but I, you know. Halo. Uh, It's too hard. Got like over 2,000 hours in Space Engineers. (laughs) Obviously, I liked that. Got several (sighs) thousand hours into Masturbation. Yeah, I mean, Halo. (laughs) (sighs) I guess I I can start. Mine a little shocking, but. Uh, Unreal Tournament, the first one. Unreal Tournament, really? 1999. 
Uh, yeah, we just... I played a lot of that. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, as much as I love Gears of War, and as much as I love Ghost Recon, the one game that really that really started it all for me. I mean, I played other games. I played Mario, you know, stuff like Duke Nukem, the side-scroller, um, and the 3D version, but Unreal Tournament was that, that first game that really sunk its hooks into me, and I was a gamer. Like, I played games before, but I played Unreal Tournament, and I became a gamer. And that's why it's probably my favorite game of all time. If I had to pick one game, it would be Halo. Uh, it revolutionized first-person shooters. It completely changed the perception of what they could be. I mean, the the, the generation before that was, you know, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and stuff, and then all of a sudden they come out with this game that just completely changed everything about it and it really brought the genre into the modern age um and it'll always be a major like signpost in 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 the journey of gaming like along that story uh that gaming has followed all these years um but if i were to pick like one larger entity i would probably say zelda um, the Legend of Zelda series. Um, I've always been a fan of escapist stories and science fiction and fantasy in terms of novels and movies and stuff like that. And Zelda is everything I love about those games. It is a complete universe. It is a world created from scratch that is so deep and layered and vibrant and it's got its own lore and history and just everything is built up in such a way that it's it's just all encompassing so th those are the two things that i would mention uh oh, i think for me it's there's a lot of games that obviously come to mind but uh for me, the thing that really encompasses my gaming lifetime was uh, Diablo 3. And Diablo. Uh, that's not necessarily my favorite game of all time. The thing that made it my favorite game of all time was because of the company and good times I had with everyone at GS. I think probably some of the best gaming moments of my life had to be while being a gunslinger and playing. Diablo 3. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that definitely is my game choice. Sir, I remember one time you had an awesome night in GS voice chat. Oh, God. Playing Diablo 3. Yeah. See? It was. No, that's true. I mean, you and I played that quite a bit. That's the reason that I know uh, Spirit. You introduced me to him. Yeah. You uh, introduced me to Fool as well. Um, Steel, Sid, yeah. a lot of people. We played with a lot of people in D3, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of great hours in D3 with a lot of you guys. Uh, me and Dr. Niggle played, just two of us, a ton. But for some reason, and it might just be nostalgia, but D2 stands out more to me yeah. than D3. There was yeah, just D something special about Diablo 2. And Diablo 3 is a great game, 
but I, it, it's missing whatever it was that made Diablo 2 so damned amazing. Grime. Uh, grime I, and dark. Yeah, it was just dirty the game, and the game dark. Was the game was better. I will not disagree. In fact, I've got probably now got more hours in Path of Exile, and I would choose Path of Exile over D3 any day. But um, I play Path of Exile solo mostly, and Diablo 3, I spent more time playing in groups than I ever did in any other Diablo game or in Path of Exile. All right. Zero, this... would you like to tell us about uh, uh, Destiny 2? Actually, <laughs> actually, um, if I had, it, now, if I had to choose a modern game, it would be Destiny. But that's just because that's where I first met everybody in GS that I've gotten to know. You know, right. it's, it, it's, you know, if I had to choose it solely based off of the interactions with people, it would be Destiny. But what started my love for gaming is um, Shining Force. All the way back on Sega Genesis. Wow. If, wow. That's an old one. Um, it, the, the amount of strategy and, you know, you had to be sure you had the right team together. You had to have the right people for each map. Um, the different character types, uh, you know, just made it fun. Um, always kept you thinking about, you know, okay, well, what's my next move going to be? Uh, how am I going to take out the boss? How can I get to the boss as quickly as possible um, without dying? It's, I'm a sucker for turn-based role-playing. And Shining Force would have to be school game that would be you know what really started my love for games in general hmm. um, and then of what? course you know the the gratuitous answer of Final Fantasy 7 changed my life <laughs> um, uh, <sighs> no it, it it really didn't but Final Fantasy 7 was the first game that ever really that you ever that I ever really had an emotional response to, um, because of you know the character build and everything like that. I hadn't played many games up to that one that had you know the depth of character building that that Final Fantasy VII had. And now a I get little to experience a, that and, that's and an exclusive. I get, ex, I get to experience it all again in high definition. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, so you two, two of you guys have touched on this, uh, you and Gobi. So let, let's extend this into a, a different question. What is the game that really turned you into a gamer that made nope. you fall in love with it? Nope, can't do that. It has to be Broadstrokes. <laughs> it's supposed to be extremely difficult. That's why Gobi Warded is your favorite game ever. And I can't say SimCity and Warframe and Mass Effect 2 <laughs> and uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> all of the games, all of them. <laughs> I want them all. No, just just that one. That one. We Mine all have sweeper. one. <laughs> yeah, Niggle? the old Microsoft pinball game that used to come with Windows <laughs> but doesn't anymore for some stupid reason. <sighs> it was the, the only death of the monopoly craze of the nineties. 
yeah. Hobbit on tape, the text adventure. <laughs> okay, the the text game for the Hobbit was actually like hardcore yeah, that was, awesome. That was pretty fun. That was awesome. Actually. Ah. Oregon Trail, motherfuckers. That was. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's get truly old school. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. I think you've procrastinated long enough, Doctor. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, before I give my answer, I just want to tell everybody that as a teenager in Toronto, uh, Keanu Reeves worked as a manager at a pasta restaurant. <laughs> 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 oh, gotta love the random Keanu Reeves trivia. And uh, favorite, I, I just I just rattled off a couple of them. I've uh, I've played a lot of a lot of video games. Uh, I don't know, like, favorite for all time? I could play Mass Effect 2 over and over and over again. It's one of those rare things in life where the sequel was actually better than the original and still better than the, the last one in the trilogy. So, I don't know, maybe Empire Strikes Back was better than New Hope. Uh, who's to say these things? But uh, you... That's really tough, man. Picking a single one... <laughs> Something that turned me into a gamer, that was definitely uh, Gizmos and Gadgets on the the Power Macintosh 7100 that we had back in 1994. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody ever played that game. Crazy game. You basically run around solving puzzles, picking up parts to build vehicles so that you can race a mad scientist because by winning races, you somehow thwart him. I, I, I don't really rightly know how that works. But sounds, hey, you get to like race. Plot, that sounds like the plot of every Need for Speed game ever. I was going to say, it sounds like <laughs> the crew. <laughs> there you go. That's the seed game <laughs> for all Apparently, the rest of the, the works. rest of the world. Uh, yeah, but yeah, probably probably Mass Effect Two or Space Engineers or Banished. Banished is also a really good one. Uh, I will give you Mass Effect was a very good game, and I did like the first one, but I will agree I liked, the second one was better. I liked but, all three. Two is probably my favorite because they had grenades in two. They had grenades and they had uh, the super weapons. Uh, I, think, I like I think three I better, but... Your choice, Gobi. Huh? I think I could put money on your choice. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Wait. Go for yeah. it. Which one? Gears. Uh, and, but they're probably my favorite game like series. But uh, I wasn't joking. Unreal Tournament, like that. I still oh, have yeah, the okay. new one involved or installed. Yeah, um, he was. He was. He was first. Lee was you first. I forgot. Put the box down. <laughs> I, I don't have any box tonight. Put the whole uh, bottle, uh, baby. <laughs> the whole bottle. No, I mean, Gears will always have a special place in my heart. It's probably, you know, like the rest of you guys, it's my favorite modern game. But uh, UT99, like, uh, that was so many good memories. Uh, it was back when I went, I didn't even have internet at my house uh, back in these days. So I used to play against bots on God Mode and then go to LAN parties. And land parties is the only place that I ever got to play against other people. Um, otherwise, I had to play against bots on God mode um, at home because I literally did not have internet access at my house. Uh, it wasn't even a thing. 
wasn't a thing in my house either until like 1999. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and I had, I've had dial-up up until like 2012. We had dial-up here. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Oh, you were was, lucky. Well, I did, in 2012, I had 56K. <laughs> <laughs> I just immediately snapped back 28K. Uh, <laughs> and then kids, I... Uh, kids these days. Kids these days will never know. No, oh, the, they won't know the struggle of your your mom picking up the phone and disconnecting you in the middle of a round. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have you children have no idea what it is to look at porn on a fifty six k mobile. patience. Image compression used to be vital to the internet. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Uh, the education just keeps on coming this round. Pixels <laughs> matter. Would, would take would take you six and a half hours to download a fifteen second porno, <laughs> and, that, and, yes, and that's I, the best you could hope for. Is oh, geez. Geez. So and yes, I, and yes, I did say fifteen seconds. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, what we're trying to say is get better internet if you want to watch porn. Duh. I mean, today it's just not even an issue. You can just go to the library. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the old Heathrow Express. I, I oh, we gotta stop this. Yes, unfortunately, uh, we are out of time for the week. I want to thank you guys for coming again. Uh, it's been fun. Um, yeah, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. 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 Later. See you guys. Bye.